everybody welcome back to another episode of bwo this week and very excited this week because we have tyrus thomas from the winchester rising stars and uh also javon hooker is joining us uh from fredericksburg at class of 97 so welcome uh fellas and we will discuss today's topics will be Tyrus is a part of Tyrus. I'm gonna let you start it off real quick. What you're doing because uh, it's for the city. I think a new what committee group for the community. Yes. And so go ahead. You you start that off. Go ahead and describe <sighs> that real quick. So I don't even know how it came about, but um, the judge reached out to me. Some people had nominated me to be on a committee to help with uh gentrification uh in the city of winchester um when i went there on that board it was, when i walked in the room uh mr dixon walked behind me so mr dixon uh they're talking about um elias wallace uh melissa turner um they're also talking about stefan johnson uh helping um bring awareness of like how we need to make sure things don't get to a certain status where people have to move out of the city of Winchester. Mm -hmm. So they had somebody from DC come down uh, that does this for a living and she's a consultant. Um, so I I'll get into it more, but that's basically what it is. Okay. All right. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't really understand, so I just want to get a little out of you. But we got Tyrus on for that today. He's going to talk more about uh, what they're doing for the community and everything, which is great because we've brought that up a lot on this podcast. And Javon, a great friend of ours, longtime friend, is going to be on, and we'll talk later about travel sports, which is will be exciting. But that'll be more about parents' end of it, is the way I look at it and everything. And kids and how it affects kids and all that stuff good stuff like that but we'll get that towards that toward the end but javon welcome welcome to the show bwo today yeah thank you appreciate it thanks for having me yeah. yep thanks for being on but uh we'll start out with uh we're gonna start out with the winchester news everybody first that's what we do now so just uh last night we'll start up with local sports because all of us love sports so hanley won Big yesterday, homecoming, 36-18. Yesterday, Sharando, 23-8 over Liberty, and Jefferson beat James Wood, 33-14. Wayne, you seem surprised about that one. But, Sean. Yeah, yeah. You think James, you think James, James Wood's going to pull that one out? Man, look, like, James, James Wood's been playing good ball all year, man. So that's why I'm kind of shocked But Jeff, Jefferson beat them. Jefferson's a powerhouse. Come so on, they're, they're coming up. I think I, I told a buddy, I said, I think they could hang with Martinsburg. 
But you know, when it comes to Jefferson, I want to see birth certificates, though. <laughs> so. We are we are talking about West Virginia. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and speaking of travel sports, I've had to deal with them parents to play them teams. So they are Javon. You know that they they do get kind of wild. They get so, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely got they definitely got full grown bears in the whole nine. <laughs> second, so it, it's definitely it's definitely something to make you make you uh, second guess and look at it. Yeah, especially a lot of, but a lot of. A lot of great talent comes out of that area as well. So yeah, very yeah. Jermaine and Jermaine Walker and I talk about that all the time, man. Seventh, eighth grade, their whole team had big chains and big beards. I'm like, damn, how old are these guys? You're not lying, but they didn't beat us every time, so we went back and forth with them. Yeah, yeah, full beards, and I ain't even have a chin hair or a mustache, man. Like, come on, you man. still don't, man. Now I do. Wayne just started growing. Forty one, man. Last year. Finally hit puberty. Man, I think I think John Jett went to Jefferson. James Jett. James Jett. Yeah, yeah he did. Raiders. Yep. Mm. Track star. But yeah. Yeah, James Jett. Yep. He's definitely so that, a legend. That's that's yeah. the uh, local scores I got. I didn't look at much more. I just want to put Sarando Hanley and you know James with in there, local the local boys. The local boys. But uh. But also, we looked up some articles, guys. Speaking, Tyrus, there was one uh, housing issue in the whole local the local area. But we'll leave that. We'll get to that with Tyrus and everything. But um, and all of us will touch on that. But then also, uh, I eighty one needing to be extended was another topic. But of course, this has been going on. The, for the third years, lane. you know, the, th the third, the, the third lane yeah. for 81 in Winchester and, you know, West Virginia's had theirs done for how long? Yeah, Hagerstown too. Hagerstown I mean, and Winchester. West Virginia is actually bringing it up further. Yeah. They're trying to come as close as they can to Virginia. Yeah. But here in Winchester, we don't, or further. We need it on 81, but we definitely need it on Route 7 right here. Oh yeah, Route 7 is the worst. Every day you oh, come in point. around three yeah, to route four, seven. three in between three and five, mm -hmm. man, look, you'll be sitting at one light for 10 minutes, bro. That's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I don't like going to that Martin's because of all that traffic. It takes me like 30 minutes to get home. If you open up more lanes, the congestion will go away. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another topic. I don't know what the, to me, it always seems like they're working on 81 and doing nothing all the time. Pretty much. If you want to call it working. It's always like there's just hey. seems like there's construction and nothing's ever get for the past ten years. Just take there's a page out of West Virginia's transportation done. guys, man. Like they're on it. So uh, there's never it's never congestion up in West Virginia. Never. No, it's no. When you get sailing. to when you get to Martinsburg, they say the third and then it's like smooth Before sailing. Martinsburg is like almost it's to, Tab it's to Ta Tabler Station. Tabler Station. Yeah, that's a good that's a good ways, man. Yeah. And they take that all the right. way up to like almost the Maryland line. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So is that anything y'all bring up, Tyrus? Just, just no. Nah, all of our stuff is. Tyrus just lied to us. I mean, you're talking about more state stuff there. We're yeah. just talking about the city of Winchester. Mm, right. Like, we're actually talking city in Frederick County. Um, yeah, both stuff. Yeah, but like Tyrus said, eighty-one. That's more of like a state project. Yeah, I, I was just joke, but. Push for it, Tyrus. We need more lanes. I know Gosh. you got a lot of pool. 
Yeah, right. So <laughs> a lot more people are moving in the area, so we definitely need more lanes. Well, yeah, of course. The one I hate, but to end on that, the what the on ramp I hate is there at Stevenson. Come on. Oh yeah. There's no way you have no room to get on. You don't. And the reason for that is because the lights are not in sequence. So the light is sitting there red forever. Now you got traffic on 81 plus the exit. And then when that light turns green, it goes right back to red within like 15 well, seconds. Well, it's not really that. You know what I'm talking about there, getting on. You're talking about getting on from Stevenson. On, the on I'm talking about getting off well, at Stevenson. Too, but yeah, it's it's all backed bad. up in the right lane because those lights aren't in sequence. So. Yeah. So, all right. That was in, in news, too. And I know everybody knows there's always accidents, horrible, all the time on 81. It's bad. I think it's a, a known fact. Um I think from Hager, Harrisonburg to, I think it was at Tabler State, somewhere that, Tabler Station, that Tabler Station all the way up to Berlin is like the worst quarter, you know, on a stretch of 81 is the most accidents on 81. So also what, what was some pretty good news was uh, Juneteenth is supposed to be voted a holiday in Winchester. It's been voted the state of Virginia a holiday, but you know each city or whatever has to vote independent. They can reject it or not. But Winchester's supposed to vote. I forgot to look at the date, but make it official to where it'll be a government holiday. I want so, to start by good saying good for Winchester if they. To me, if they do that, that would. I mean, be I've been cool. out of school for a while. Is Martin Luther King a real holiday now? Are kids all for that day? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Of course. They're all for Martin Luther King in the whole country. Yeah. 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 Are they, Javon? Yeah. Male everything. I'm just making sure because when we went to school, man, it wasn't an actual holiday, man. We didn't get all for Martin Luther King. I should know that, too. Tyrus, we should know that. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Tyrus is like. There's a lot of high-profile people that has made their mark in the world and it's still not a holiday. You know what I'm saying? And well, we're going to talk okay, about June wait. 10th. Question, who should, what should be another national holiday in your eyes? Um, what's a good date other than Martin Luther King? Cause you already put that into perspective. Um, put you on the spot now. I'm trying to think of days that we didn't get off. That should have been a holiday in school. Like that was one that stood out to me the most with Martin Luther King day. Well, yeah, yeah. And they fixed that. Malcolm. The you could, but what are we going to take off the day that he got assassinated? Like, that's not cool. I mean, I'm just throwing his name out there. Yeah. We got Martin Luther King. I mean, there should almost Dr. be Max a, was a big figure. There should almost be like a, a Jackie Robinson day for real. Oh, if you want to think about awesome. that, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was more than just an athlete. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, before we start making things national, holidays man we got to think deep before we make that decision you know what i'm saying uh, yeah i just threw it out there i put you on the spot wayne i know but i couldn't think of any specific holidays <laughs> to throw out there other than martin luther king but yeah so all right juneteenth should be a nash uh you know federal holiday whatever and everybody get paid so all right now our new segment wayne it's on you now then we'll Oh, this is the get on the Tyrus, and Tyrus will take the show over after this. Everybody, you can join in. Wayne Studs and Scrubs for fantasy football this week. Yeah, for all you fantasy. Give him his little shine, so y'all can dog him whatever he's got. 
I'm 0-4 in my league, so you really don't have to take my advice, but I'm pretty on the nose with this. This week, my studs at quarterback will be Kirk Cousins. The running back will be Derrick Henry. My stud for receiver is Tyreek Hill. The tight end will be Dalton Schultz, Schultz from Dallas. My flex will be Mike Williams from the Chargers. And the defense will be the Steelers. And the kicker, of course, is Justin Tucker, man. Can never go wrong with that guy. And the scrubs for this week, I'm going to go two weeks in a row for you, Tony. All right. Jared Goff is a scrub. <laughs> your boy from your team, Zeke Elliott, will be a scrub this week. Uh, come on now. Cortland Sutlet, Sutton from the Denver Broncos, scrub this week. Jonah Smith from the Patriots. Julio Jones for the Flex will be a scrub this week. He'll be a scrub for the rest of the season. The Houston Texans just can't get right anywhere. The defense is is total scrubs. And the kicker for this week for the scrub is Robbie Gold. Zeb, what do you guys say? He has no lions on that at all. Yeah, what's up with that, Wayne? And, and Tyrus is over who, here wearing a who Raiders. Was, who was the number one scrub <laughs> on the list? He was a lion, wasn't he? Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. Scrub. No, Wayne. First I off, hit it on the nose last week, Tony. If you want to look at my off, list right here, Tony. First off, you put Zeke on the list. Oh, well, you'll see today. You put Zeke on there, which you got to take him off. Why? Because you're, you're a Cowboy cow, fan? You know, any Cowboy is going to go off. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but they're going to get their fantasy points. That's just a fact. Everybody but the running backs, fellas. And Javon <laughs> agrees with that. Well, Javon must loves, be a Cowboy fan, too. Cowboys. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Zeke is a scrub. He definitely. Hey, the, definitely. Only, the only red skin I love is your guy. I can't think of his receiver. Scary uh, Terry. Yes. Mark Monk. McLaurin. The dude oh, okay, McLaurin. Yeah. I told y'all that. McLaurin yeah. is a stud. But I only pick one receiver from week to week. You know, like McLaurin would have been in there, but there was other players to to call out for this week. You know what I'm saying? I had Scary Terry in my lineup last week. But, yeah. Wayne, I got he, something he, for you moving forward. I would like you to say why stud. you think they're going to be scrubs or studs. Yeah, why? Like, why? And like, at least me personally, I think Tyreek Hill, he's a stud every day of his life. Like that, So that one's kind of a given. You know what I mean? And try to make it more interesting for somebody who people might not even think about. There's no reason anybody should ever bench Tyreek Hill if he's playing. No, of course not. But I'm just going off of numbers and stuff. If he plays the they Cowboys, will be studs he's got to deal for this with. week. And I had Tyreek, I believe, last week also on my stud list. If I was correct. Tyreek is a stud every week. No, nah, he, he didn't show up two weeks ago, Chris. He had like... uh two catchers for like 40 yards or some shit. They're not studs every week, man. Everybody has their good and bad days, man. So would you bench Tyreek But Hill? nobody would bench Tyreek Hill no matter what. But I know. Okay, that's what Chris is trying to say. But the reason Tyreek, why you, you don't bench, bench players Hill? like that is because why? You draft him within you the first two or three rounds. Yeah, nah, so what Chris is getting at is basically not what you're saying. Like, no, you wouldn't bench him. But like you right. pick like people on there that you may or may not bench. Right. Why'd you pick them to be the stud this week? And maybe next week you pick him to be a scrub. Like do you base it off of your stats? Like I, you do I, that stats? I base it off matchups. Matchups. And this week that makes sense. Yeah. Tyreek is gonna repeat what he did I mean, last what week. He went off of this him. week. 
So he's my stud receiver for this week. And if Who's I'm wrong, let's play. I don't even know. Man, I don't know. Said, I don't even know who they play. Man, I'm a Redskins fan. We play the Saints. Yeah. You should know who y'all Dallas, play. Dallas got Dallas got the Giants, I believe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and the, you, and the Giants you, don't give up much on the ground. You put Zeke as a scrub. They don't give up much on the ground, Tony. Oh. If you look at the numbers. Okay. You can argue with on. me all you want, but when all the right, week's over, up. just just pull my list back up. up. Your studs and scrubs is done. I'm canceling that segment. We can't have you're, Cowboys you're on the, on on a <laughs> session when I do this. They get in their feelings. Keep Zeke out your mouth, Wayne. Hey, Zeke is not eating, so. Well, all right, we'll see. We're tell tell him to pick to up that. the spoon or the fork the right way, Tony. All right. And get back to eating. He gets, he gets, Zeke will get, all right, this is, all right, I got my. He will not rush for more than 75 yards today, Tony. He, he will get 15 touches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. That's a bold prediction, everybody. You got that? It's recorded. A bold prediction coming from a Cowboy 15, fan. 95 and a touchdown. I didn't even say 100. He'll have about 19 carries for 75 yards, and he will not see the end zone because Tony Pollard will steal the touchdown. He, that's why I say Zeke will get a touchdown. So that makes him a scrub this week, Tony. <laughs> and you Put up or shut up. That's how you make least, my list. And he'll have at least 50 yards receiving. Man, you got to be kidding me. On to the next topic, please. Let's go. Moving on. Mr. Thomas. Now the platform's on you, Javai. You can chime in. Everybody grew up on the north end. So we're going to talk community. This new board, Tyrus, is on. So Tyrus, take the floor, my man. Uh, all right, I'll take like, the floor. <laughs> um, so again, like I said, it was uh brought to my attention uh from the judge that um I was nominated to be on this board. Um Congratulations, I, I freak- too, fam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Um, I don't know who nominated him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. So, um, one of the things I think uh, came about is, you know, I'm the president of Winchester Rising Stars. I'm on the board of the Youth Development Center. So, I mean, for me, it's about the youth, and um, I think that's how I got nominated. So, we'll take that for what it is. Um, but one of the things I phrased to Elias uh, in this whole process is like, when you're doing this community service, like, do you do it in the front or you just do it in the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I phrased that question because, like, I think with what just happened with friendship, I think some people were not educated about what was happening. And there were people like Stefan and Melissa and Elias and everybody battling, but nobody really knew the battle was happening. Right. So like, so I I phrased that question. I posed that question is because like, let's think about it this way. When we grew up, we had we had the teen center, right? The teen center was oh, downtown, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Like Javon used to have his dance battles down at the teen center, right? It was like crisscross or kid <laughs> play. Which you one were they? Like, these guys was but dancing like, machines, man. But like we had the teen center back in the day. And then, you know, later on when I was in high school, we had caretakers, right? 
All right. And then um, the Timbrooke house for some troubled youth who um, the way it was set up was like a city incarcerate now, give them a place to get, you know, some healing and different things like that. So they can be good citizens. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what that was set up for. Most people may not know that, but that's what it's set up for to keep kids out of the system. All right. So, all right, like fast forward till 2021. Mm -hmm. Now, all this stuff was on the North end. Is there a teen center anymore? No. Nope. Is there caretakers on the North end of town? No. Nope. Is there, um, the Timbrook house? No, it's not. All right. Where's that stuff at? All that stuff was on the North end of town. Right. right? And so like, if y'all think about that, most people don't think about that stuff. Okay. So now where is it at? Okay. It's at the youth development center, which I'm a part of the board. It's at the youth development center. One of the things we struggle with is, Hey, getting kids too. Yeah, right. But where's the youth yeah. development center right now? The, the YDC. Uh, uh, yeah. Which is the, uh, yeah. which is on the other side of town. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things they talked about in the thing, because in my mindset, when, when they brought it to me, I'm thinking only the city of Winchester. Right. Mm -hmm. So there, the court system is thinking it's set up as Winchester, Frederick County. Right. Right. And so, um, the youth development center is considered centralized because you go from Gore to Middletown. Mm -hmm. So it's considered centralized to it. But at the same thought process is like, how do you stop gentrification happening in the city of Winchester? So there's a lot of articles that have come out, right? There was an article earlier this year, maybe last year talking about like housing prices have went up where people have to move out of the city and different things like the city of Winchester. I mean, if you think when we were, we grew up, it wasn't that much around here where people would have to move out of the area. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So we got, we got that. Okay. So, um, we're trying to figure out how we can, um, basically keep things so lower income families can stay. Right. Right. So think about it this way. So everybody, and, and the reason why I'm bringing up friendship is because it's the last biggest thing that everybody was battling against. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and friendship park basketball court. It's the same basketball court that when we used to play basketball there. Right. Grass coming out the asphalt and some more. Rusted backboards, rim, rims are not 10 feet. Yes. So with that being said, so if we all agree to that, can you say that something was being done for the place? Yeah, you can say that. You could say it was being done or not being done. You could say that people were trying to make things get done. Okay. But were they on our side is the question. Okay. Because so, I'm pretty sure before we started pushing the issue on our podcast and Elias and yourself, like I'm pretty sure that it's been brought up to them back in the past and they still have not fixed the problem. Okay. So, okay. 
I got what you're saying. They address but, all the parks on the south end of town. Jim Barnett Park is immaculate. They're ripping all the baseball fields up, redoing it. That's just across the tracks. But that, so that's the thing. So the educational part has to come there. So like the baseball fields and stuff like that over at the park. Donated from Shenandoah. They're Shenandoahs now. They're, right. they're, they're, they're Shenandoahs now. So Shenandoah is putting that money into it. Right. All right. So it's, it's, th- that's a part of it. But uh, w- what I talk about what it is, is like in the paper you saw, right. They were trying to put a rec center there. Mm. They were trying to put a pool there and they were trying to put low income housing for older people there. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, with that being said, we grew up on this side of town on the North end. Sometimes it was a struggle for us to get to the pool or we had to walk to the pool or we had to bike to the pool. This day and age, most parents aren't comfortable with their kids just going because the way we grew up and the way it is now, it's different, right? Not comfortable kids getting snatched up. You hear it a lot more and more and more, Mm -hmm. but just say if we at the YDC, we could get the kids from the North end to the YDC. How do they get back home? Right. Right. So you, 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 you bring that up. Like, so how do you get them back home and different things like that? So really it becomes a struggle on that side. So you technically really need something. Yeah. You need something on this, on, end. on, on, on this side of town. You need a special right. bus. Like right. they used to pick or us up from Daniel Morgan and bring that. us to Hanley for football practice. I'm pretty sure they can make well, a that, bus. So get us, get us to. Right. How do you get them from? You see what Take I'm saying? Because, but the, the shifts and different things like that, like right now, and if you like look at it, one of the things they're struggling with right now for the, I get an alert every day um, for any parent in a school system, you get an alert every day about the buses being delayed yeah. and different things like that, because yep. there's sh- a shortage in bus drivers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a shortage in bus drivers, and then you have sports in the school system that have to get the, that's going to take priority. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So like, that's where the, a struggle comes into play too. It's not like, Hey, uh, can it happen? Yes. But there's a lot of roadblocks in place. So like, those are things that we're going to be looking to do is how can we remove roadblocks for uh, different things that happen. And I think one of the things I think we need to do as a community is, um, and I've, I've talked to Stefan a little bit, but the one person I talk to a lot is Elias. Um, because man, Elias is battling. Yeah. Like I talked uh, to him for like an hour the other yeah, day. Yeah. Like he told me he spoke to you because him and I walk every morning, but Elias is battling school board yep he's battling with city like mm-hmm. he, elias is in a note like the that's the man i respect he's putting himself on the line for he's, a lot of he's people he's working so like him talking to me makes me work harder for the youth mm-hmm. um and, and so one of the things that i think that can help with uh the gentrification and all that stuff is um financial literacy Right. So Wayne was trying to like touch point with you earlier, Tony, before we got on this, but think about it this way. So generational wealth, right? Mm -hmm. How many people do you know 
friends or family that have houses, properties, stuff like that passed down generation to generation. Exactly. How many people do you know? Couple. A couple. Okay, yeah. But I, 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 I see what not, you're getting not at. Not many, though. though. Yeah. Huh? Is, is way more people that don't. There's, yeah, there's way more. So what I, so what I'm getting at, so affordable, like, affordable things, uh, affordable things. So like, uh, with, if you really think about that, so one of the things that I'm trying to do it, and it got me hip to the game because like, I know this dude, he's like, I'm going to Hawaii for two weeks. I'm like, how are you going to Hawaii for two weeks? You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, we have a house out there. My grandfather, uh, my grandfather was in Pearl Harbor. He bought he bought a house there, yeah. and we still have that house. Man. Right. So he's going just plane trip out there, right? Right. And so, like, then I have one of my friends, right? He, uh, and like, I'm starting to learn this, and I think Javon can. Uh, uh, talk about this stuff too because I, I watch his Facebook stuff and, um, it, you know the real estate and all that different stuff on 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 leveling up, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, how you help from gentrification from happening is you help people understand financial first. Mm -hmm. So I have a friend who's my age, right? When he got out of college. His parents asked him to purchase a house. He purchased that house. His parents then says, you're living in our basement. You're <laughs> renting out that property. Yep. He rented out that property. And the last year and a half, he purchased three properties. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not only did he purchase three properties, one of the properties he's purchased was his parents' property. He purchased his parents' property. So if they get sick or anything and the medical bills start stacking up, the family, the family home is not gone. Nope. So, so, so what you're talking about and, and, and that's a great conversation. I wish that, you know, I knew that we was going to be on this platform discussing this is, you know, generational wealth and how that's passed down from generations to generations and how it transitions. Um, I think one of the major problems and the issues that we do have is financial literacy. Right. A lot of people don't know how to get involved in stuff like 401ks, stocks, um, life insurance and wills and things of that nature to ensure that it's handed off to be handed off to be handed off. Um uh, one of my favorite sayings is if you show me your friends, I can show you your future. Right. So I feel like a lot of those conversations and a lot of those topics and a lot of the ways forwards on how these things are being done, where certain people aren't included in that because it's done strategically to ensure that, you know, it doesn't happen. Right. Um, you don't have to be a, a, a locked up to be in jail. You know, sometimes your finances can have you bogged down as well. But that's great to hear that, you know, and I would definitely um, lend a helping hand and get involved in that because that's something that needs to happen. That's something that needs to be put on on a platform so the generations can understand and can learn it. And now 
you know, one's helping, one's helping another and, and getting to change the dynamics of everything. So it's great to hear that you guys are uh, standing up and fighting for that because financial literacy is a huge problem and is a huge issue. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Javon. So yeah. like one of the things that, I, so what I did, um, is I emailed the school. So, cause this is one of the things before I even, I had brought this idea up before I even got on this committee, mm -hmm. but it made it make more sense why I need to push this forward. So mm -hmm. I went to the school and, uh, because I coach at the school, I got emails and, and contacts yeah. that I wouldn't have had if I didn't coach at the school. Right. Right. So I, um, people to help me get in front of people. All right. So sometimes I, th this is the other thing is like, we get comfortable with our circles. It's okay to reach outside our circle, especially if that, that person outside the circle is going to help your circle level up. Right. Yeah. All right. So what I'm trying to do is put on a financial fair at the school. All right. I'm working with the business department because again, it, this financial fair, I, I saw a video about it that a school system was doing. I was like, but they have it structured to say, this is what your job is going to be. This is how many kids you're going to have. And like this, this is your salary. Mm -hmm. Now go figure it out. Right. Right. Yeah. And so um, the, the whole concept behind it is I want kids to, hey, what are you wanting to go to school for? Okay. Or you don't have to go to school. What do you want your trade to be? Yeah. Everybody thinks like college, college, college. I, I'm a, I went to college, right? It's not uh, for everyone. It's, it's not for everyone. Not everybody likes school. But some people, like people that, like plumbers, electricians, you can get certifications. They make big bank. Yeah, they make yeah. good right? Without so, school. With a, with a, I mean, they have to get certification. Cer so does, certification, yeah. But not like four years. But we need exactly. those people as well. But we, we need those yeah. people. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. So what mm -hmm. I, my idea is let the kids pick the career they want. Yep. Not me give them a career. Mm -hmm. So then if it's $40,000 they're going to make, like you're not buying an Audi at $40,000. You got to bring this stuff into reality for right. kids, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the end of it, you're going to help them make good decisions. And then the kid at that moment in time can see through this fair, hey, man, my parents have to do a lot. They can figure out through what their parents do the sacrifices that they have to make for the kids. Right. And maybe that will help the kids get a better understanding. Right. And then level themselves up in a different way. So my idea is, Hey, let's break the chain. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. break the chain. Like, Hey, just because you were on welfare or just because you struggled at one moment apart in your life, that doesn't mean you can't make it out. Exactly. Right. And so, that's my step. That's the step. And when I brought that to the committee, it was like, it needs to happen. It, it, it needs to happen. So th those are things that I'm looking to do to help. There's a lot of different, like I said, we only have one meeting with the committee, but I think if we can get people financially set correctly, mm -hmm. um, you, you can do it. And I, I, when I was talking to my friend who bought four houses, I was like, listen, 
I was 10 years behind you, mm-hmm. right? I was 10 years behind him and getting financially set the way I need to get set. So like what Javon talked about, my job at 401k, my job, I work for 14, 17 company. So, um, but I just started uh, some time ago to get into stocks and stuff. But it was never taught to me. I never understood. I, I never understood yeah, it. Yeah. And what my friend says is like, you're always working for your money. Of course, absolutely. Okay, and yeah. that's yeah. And that's, that's a great. Ahead, and that's, go ahead. And that's a great seg. Yeah. And that's a great segue. And it's actually very interesting to hear how all of this is coming together, because the same thing you know you guys are doing and putting forth. I'm doing the same thing in you football, right? So in regards to that, I'm trying to show the kids that you can use the sport as a vehicle to mm-hmm. go to school to learn these things, right? A lot of exactly. kids don't have the ability to pay for college. However, I don't care right. if you go D1, D2, D3. If you go to school, you you surround yourself around people that are more than likely to be successful that can start to coach you up and teach you these other avenues and these other things. Like you said, Tyrus, I'm not sure where you met the gentleman um, at, but, you know, obviously you was in a circle that was able to give you some information for you to start building your own platform and putting it putting it together as needed. And that's what I'm teaching the kids is like, if you think about it, we have so many kids that have so much talent, but sometimes they're like, well, I don't know how my parents are going to pay for school because we're on welfare or, or, or how am I going to pay for this or how am I going to do this? But they don't understand and realize that free education is free education, right? It doesn't matter where you go. What matters is that you go there, you get the education and you're able to build a solid foundation for you and your family to live successful. And it's great to hear just everybody has their different points of attack of how they're trying to change the environment based upon their roles. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And so Wayne, I, I bring it back to say you have to work for your money, right? All right. We all work for our money, but what rich people do, their money works for them. Then, then their money works for them. So they of work, of but then they put their stuff in stocks and bonds and all this stuff. And that money's making, they're not doing anything. That money's making its money based off of the performance of the market or whatever, yeah. or what else. And so me and uh, my woman, recently went to Miami, her, her ball center to Miami for work. And if y'all don't know him, look him up. His name's Grant Cordone. He does a lot of real estate and different things like that, but he has a program called 10 X. All right. So 10 X is where you're at financially 10 exit. How do you do that? You got to get roadblocks out your mind. And like, sometimes you got to tear things down to build them back up. Right. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So when we went there, DJ Khaled was the opening performance. He talked about financial success. Alex Rodriguez. Like, so I'm I'm now listening to all these famous people talk about money. And everybody who middle class for the most part. How many revenue streams do you have coming into your household? Right? It may be just your job. Right. Most of these 
people who are wealthy and different things like that, they have sports or different, like let's take Alex Rodriguez, right? He played baseball. He made money. Mm-hmm. We could, he could have been satisfied with the money he made because he made a lot of money. Right. But they own businesses and different things like that. Look at Shaq. Look how many commercials Shaq's on. Right. Look, he's on TNT. Right. Like he he's a part owner of Papa John's. They're bringing in multiple streams of revenue. So I need to let people understand like, hey, have a career. But you have to figure out how to bring in multiple streams of revenue. And I got that from a dude that we grew up with that was local. So he always said to me, because I brought the phrase to him, scared money don't make no money. Right. Yeah. I brought that face to him. And then when he was talking to me about stocks and stuff like that, I was like, I don't don't know, man. He said, didn't you say scared money don't make no money? Well, I'm like, that's that's I'm always me. Like Wayne tells me, he's like, man, scared money don't make money. I'm like, man, it, it, it doesn't. I'm, but I'm glad that he brings <laughs> like stocks into always it and all that stuff. But you got to understand, like when stocks was created. So when, when it was created, low poverty average people didn't have extra money to put into that. So your wealthy people had extra money, and they bought a lot of shares. That's why they stay on top. So if you can't get something handed down to you, I mean, where do we start? We start in our cities, in our states to make things affordable. Like we want to get away from gasoline, but how do people buy an electric car when it's not affordable? You're bringing minimum wage up to 15, but it's still like you're making 725. Mm -hmm. They want to make it seem like you're making more money, but it's inflation that causes the situation. And I, I get, I get what you're. I go ahead, Javon. Is that you? Go ahead. And, yeah, and to piggyback off of off of some of your comments, tires like the things you're touching on is actually huge because you're speaking about compound interest. You're talking about rate of return. You're talking about the rule of seventy two, right? Like how much right. money you're going to bring in off of the amount you invest, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just we live in a day and time where a lot of people aren't aware of those things, you know, so. Because they weren't taught that, and so that's what I'm trying to bring in. Correct, correct, system. right. And that's accounting and business that's, classes. And that's, that shit should be, excuse my language, but it and that's, should be and taught. That's what, and that's what I'm saying as far as like going to college and getting into some form of education, because at those at those areas and those places, you're likely to either run into or get educated on those different types of things because your environment change. You know, I feel like you know, we all grew up in the same area. And I think we were kind of handcuffed and handicapped in regards to a lot of the information that was out there, but it was always out there. But if you wasn't part of that certain circle, then you wasn't able to be privileged or privy enough to get the access to that. Right. But it's always been there, you know, so it's it's always been there. It's almost like high school sports. Like you go to college and they have lacrosse and they have field hockey and all this stuff. But we don't play that at our at our school. So, yeah. how do we get ready for college? They got that, that 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 goes into they got to exactly. fund this stuff. Yeah, that goes into this too, though. Those sports were created as well. I'm not sure if everyone's aware of that those sports were also created as well as another avenue for people to go to get free education to go to school. That's why those sports right. were created, right? We and could, if we you know the best lacrosse player in this area, but 
you know, for the longest, it wasn't a sport at our school. Now they're starting to bring sports into our school, you know, like swimming, you know, field hockey and stuff like that. But that should have already been around here. I mean, they got rugby in college. Do we have a rugby team? No. So how do you get ready for something that's not taught? Man, I just found out Hanley had a swimming team when we went to school. And that's only because we went to the Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, we had swimming? Yeah, uh, we, we didn't even have our that. own access for a pool. We got Jim Barnett Park. Why did no, we just now come team. about swimming? Yeah, it, it was created in like 96. So Hanley had a swimming team. But the whole time I was in Hanley, I never even knew that. Yeah, but that gets, into, that gets into the environment, too. Like the, the coaches and the people in the, in the environment knew. And I, I don't understand why that information wasn't given if you were right there, you know? Yeah. But it's kind of like how you guys are talking about, like, being plumbers and electricians and stuff. Man, I'm going to be honest. Nobody told me about that when I was young. Nobody said, oh, if you go to trade school and this and that, be a mechanic something, you can be just as successful in your own right. But everybody mm -hmm. wants to push making sure you go to a big four-year school and do this and that. And I was, man, they didn't teach us so much stuff. And, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. It's it's not on the individual teachers. It's more about the system and the curriculum. But I'm like, they didn't teach us a lot. And that's kind of like, I love Tupac, man. This guy used to be like, all this stuff we should have learned as kids, they didn't teach us that. They, you know, they didn't yeah. teach us about how to survive as people in general, how to, how to save money, what money even meant. We didn't learn that, at least... But most of us, we didn't learn it, but now, you know, I'm sure I have friends that did learn it because and, of their and, parents. Right. And, you know, like they have guidance counselors in school that get paid, you know, a good salary, man. And they're supposed to be guiding these students if they're failing or if they're not succeeding to their highest level to brighten their future. But how many times did you guys go to the guidance counselor? Me, well, before school started once. I told you my story. But th so that's where I, that's where I get at. So I and that's why I think I'm trying to get this up off the ground is because like let's take it back. Like you can go to a guidance counselor, right? Right. We can go to the guidance counselor, mm -hmm. but if you're not asking the correct questions, you're not going to get the answer, right? And right. I think that's I think that's where it comes down to. It's like um, we got to help like families get educated on stuff because I, I mean, I'm not going when I, but how do they when, get educated when they don't have the right like equipment? You, you, you got you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to like, so everybody instance, doesn't have a computer in their home. So like, all everybody, right. So I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the dynamic of myself. Okay. okay? So, um, growing up, it, it was, there was four of us mm -hmm. and a single mom. Right. And, um, I didn't have a computer in high school. All right. So, but I had to do computer stuff. So I had friends that had computers. So exactly. I would have to go type up my paper at my friend's house and different things like that. But if you I, didn't have those friends on me to cut you off, yeah. it was get to school early, use the library computer, or you're just go, screwed. Go to the Hanley library and, and, and different things like that. But that right? goes back to like the YDC. Do we yeah. have transportation to get to these places? Yeah. yeah. But, but that, so those are the battles that we're, we're looking to do. So again, so Dan, um, you know, I got some scholarship, uh, I got some scholarship money from the JAA and different things like that. And I knew I just wanted to get out of Winchester. I, I, I wanted to get out of Winchester because I just felt like it I was struggling. 
right? So I went to Lord Fairfax for the first year. I didn't do the best. All right. So then Jermaine and I, we were sitting on my grandmother's porch. It's like, let's go to Raffer, right? Mm -hmm. This two weeks before school started at Raffer, mm -hmm. we go there, we couldn't get in. We said we could have accepted failure at that moment in time. Exactly. Yeah. New River right down the road. New mm -hmm. River Community College. Boom. New River Community College. Here I come. All right. So I, I got my money, a little bit of money. But I didn't know about like I, I didn't figure out like how I'm going to pay for college. Mm -hmm. But I was able to get financial aid. I was able to get Pell Grants. I was able to get other stuff. But I wasn't educated on that stuff. Right. Right. Like I had to start asking questions. I tell you, one of the blessings that I had at New River Community College was a professor named Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown was from Front Royal, Virginia. I had him for three classes back to back to back. Mm -hmm. And I was missing class a little bit. And he said, who's paying for college? I said, well, I'm getting some Pell Grants and different things like that, but I'm paying for college. I, I work full time. And he says, college is not free, young man. When the school and stuff is over with, you have yeah. to pay this money back. And nobody ever told you that. And so I'm like, oh, oh, like that, that was the transformation for me. But one of the things that was a blessing for me going away for college, and I think uh, Javon can talk about it, him going into the Air Force and things like that. You see things outside of the cities you grew up in. You have to find new friends. Yep. You have to build new relationships. Mm -hmm with different ideas from different parts of the state or states, right? And it brings a different understanding and appreciation for when you do come back. And then you can help transfer those ideas to your friends, to your family and different things like that. I wasn't the first person to go to college in my family. I was the first one to, to finish. finish. Yeah. Okay. So I was the first person to finish. Then my brother got his nursing degree and then my sister social work mm -hmm. and they're, they're very successful people and, mm -hmm. and, and success comes and it, it, it becomes exciting. But if you don't know how to step out there to ask those questions, it's going to be hard for you to get anywhere you need to get in life. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of like going back to what Javon said, like you're, you're locked up financially. And so Let's take it to this. All right. So we had COVID hit, right? All right. So we can all understand this. We had COVID hit. All right. Not everybody lost their job, but some people lost their job. All right. So during the time that people were working, all right, the government then started giving money to families for um, their kids. I don't know, five hundred dollars, two fifty. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't have two fifty something. Yeah. You know, my, like my woman. My woman has uh, a child, but mm -hmm. I, I like we keep our finances separately. Anyway, there, there's that money. If you were living okay with the money you had, just give an example. That really is extra money. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What did you do with the extra money? 
Did you invest it? Right? So we're thinking that it's extra money, but what are you, what's the extra money for? Right? For some folk, right? For some folk who got educated in different things, <clears throat> uh, financially compound uh, interest and all that stuff, they just put that money somewhere so they can level that money up. But yeah. if you're not taught that, and this is, again, it has to be taught and you have to educate people on it. This is the things that I'm looking to do. So that that's that's me in a nutshell. Like I said, Javon spoke on it, and I think Javon can speak on it a little more um, uh, when it comes to that. But those are the things that we have to help. We have to help folk with, and we have to help the youth with it. Like mm-hmm. I'm the one thing I can say I'm tired of is people trying to choose what organization is doing better mm-hmm. for the next kid. Mm. Stop well, it. Stop all it. You're talking about well, that would be the well, travel thing. No, not it's not travel. Or it's, just it, any it, it's any organization. Yeah. Listen, the competition the issue of any that I have with you in the pandemic is like, okay, we're giving out equal dollars of monies to all families, right? Mm-hmm. Why are wealthy people getting the same thing as low poverty people? When you give low poverty people that check, it's gone. Because they live check to check. So in the amount that they cut to some low poverty families, it wasn't even enough to pay all their bills. I, I'm not saying that I don't agree. You know, like, I'm not saying that I that's don't agree. the ag- issue I have. Why are we giving somebody that don't need? Like, hold on, because because they live outside uh, of their uh, their means. I don't want to say that it's almost like when the government shuts down for a week, and then the governmental employees start crying in the blues. Oh, I can't pay my mortgage, and I can't pay my cars. Yeah, because you got a Range Rover, a Mercedes, a BMW, and a one point five million dollar home. You're living outside of your means. So, welcome to the world of low poverty and the average person. Well. But I, I, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't so, feel sorry for them at all. No, I, but I, this is what I'll say. And and I, I can say this. Um, I've been blessed in, in my career and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So I will say they have stipulations on who received money, who didn't receive money based off of that. And the reason why I know that, because I was in a category of when they were sending out checks that I didn't receive a check because I didn't have any children and I made above the amount of money that the government said. I wasn't upset by that. Right. Um, I'm not saying that didn't happen for other people who then didn't fall under a certain status. Legal citizens. I I am a legal citizen, but the government tell me that I made too much money. Exactly. Yeah. So it's almost like statues of limitation in a way. Yeah. It's like there are stereotypes type in certain households and stuff and certain people Mm. oh you make this so you don't need this how do you know yeah how do you know just because i worked so much overtime in one year me and my wife got put in another tax bracket didn't see a tax return for three straight years but they're treating me like i'm rich i'm living comfortable but i'm not rich just because of overtime i'm not rich i'm paying the state (laughs) money man for what yeah yeah Uh, uh, all these hours I put in to work at the job I, I work at, mm-hmm. you're taking my money. 
because I'm in another tax bracket, man. And so that's why. How do we ever get ahead if they keep treating us this way? And so that's what I'm saying. So like. Got to work together. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think this you got to cheat the system like Donald Trump. <laughs> I think nah, this for is real, you got to work together. You got to be positive no, about it. it. We know how rough life has been, man. Yeah. End of the day, man, even out positive. here in New York. Hold on, that plane is loud. Even out here in New York, most of these stores and businesses, man, families run all of them. The Middle Eastern, the Indians, yeah. the Hispanics. But a lot of times, man, people people that I know, man, we, we don't work together, man, and and that's what hinders us. Yeah. But but listen to the ethnics that you said, though, like coming from different countries where they were left something like minorities in the U.S. were never left anything, Chris. This is the whole problem. But here's the thing. You know, like, we're talking about way back in history. It's not about what happened yesterday. It's what what can we do today? So we have people like Tyrus and Javon on who can help educate us, too. And the thing is, if we can't make a progress starting today and make a better future for tomorrow, then we're not going to get it because we can't continue to dwell on the past. It's the past. It sucks. I'm, it's I'm, a sad I'm reality, but we got to work. We got to work together to make a better change, man. We, well, they that's need why, to like, work with when us. When Tyrus is on that board. Now, listen, though, fam, when when listen, people are on those boards, Tyrus and Elias and them, you got to be like, how can I get in? How can I help? How can I help make a difference? But to just sit back and for us to continuously complain, it ain't going to make a difference. We're not going to help. So, uh, it, uh, so it's okay. really no complaining with me. It's it's more of like affordable things with me. Okay, so uh, I'll explain. So I was reading some book, and I forget what culture it was, but there's a culture that everybody works together. They they get a store. Everybody works together, like the whole family, aunts, uncles. Everybody works in this store. Yeah, and they get to a certain status where they have a goal in mind, like a hundred thousand dollars. And then they start another store, but it goes into that family member's name. And then they get some people over there and they build that money up. And then the next yeah, family, every, everything's just passed. So on. it's everything's passed on mm -hmm. to the next generation. Right. So like they're leveling themselves up. What I, I think sometimes happens is with, uh, Chris is saying um, is we battle against each other. That's the problem. So we got to figure out. So this is, this is what I, this is the challenge I have for y'all and y'all mm -hmm. platform. Mm -hmm. I have it for Chris. I have it for Wayne. I have a Tony. I have it for Zan. This is what my challenge is for y'all. Y'all have a platform, right? Y'all have a platform, right? In your platform, y'all need to start bringing people together. We have to, we try like, yeah. like, listen, but no, but you, we have to stop having it based off of the city councilman that doesn't like, so Elias really pushes, like, you need to be in front of the city councilman. You need to be in front of the school board because you can help make decisions. Voice your opinion. You yeah. can voice your opinion in a different way. Um, so I challenge you guys in your platform is we need to start getting people together because again, I take it back to the friend, uh, friendship thing. People may have thought differently if they knew what was going over there. They just thought something was being taken away. Mm -hmm. Now they just thought something was being taken away. Nothing was being taken away. It was actually being 10 X. Yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, just found that out like two weeks ago. I thought they were just, uh, 
you know, going to destroy the park. And well, uh, well that was the first proposal. But yeah. so, people that represented the North End said no way. Like, yeah, they said no happening. way, but th- what they, they didn't understand, th- actually, the community center was always a, a part of it. A part of it, yep. Because he knew he wasn't going to get in any other way. So mm-hmm. the community center was a part of it. And people keep on saying a park bit a park being taken away. Yeah. The one thing that is mind blowing to me is if you look right across the street, mm-hmm. there is a park and there's a school right. with better basketball courts called Virginia Avenue exactly. with a big green space right there. <laughs> well, and then if you take a couple more, just take two blocks over, you have another school called Frederick Douglass yeah. that has another green space so I, I don't under, that's the thing that I don't understand. Like, like, it's, come on, like we fooling ourselves in a sense that we need to help ourselves. Yeah, okay. So we need to help ourselves. So what we got to do is listen. All right. This is what I'm coming up with. I already told y'all I'm going to the school with this financial work. If I come to you guys and I say, I need y'all help to push something forward. I need your help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need your help. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, the hoop for hopes thing Chris did. Yo, that thing was bigger than any family day that, we ever had. Yeah. Javon, so where was like, you at? That was like it was bigger big. than any family day we ever had. Why was it? Like it was it was surprising. And so the one thing that I told Chris about, and because me and Chris spoke a lot, and uh I, I helped him in ways I could. Mm-hmm. I told Chris I didn't like. This is your thing. I don't want it to be mentioned in in this. That's this what I is told you. this is this, this is, is your you. idea. Though. This is your idea. This is you. I'm just going to support yeah. you. I'm just going to support you. Yep. Like, but he, why did Chris have to come from New York to bring that? Because yeah. his roots is here. I, but I understand that. I get what you're saying. But, but, but you're here, right? Yeah. But this was more. Yeah, I see of what a, you're yeah. This was more of a thing from Chris because. It was more for the Evans home, but he said, no, there's another organization also. It's Hood Love. He was really doing this for where he came from. He, he's doing it for and where he came. gave back more to this North End because that's where he's really from. But, when well, saying, but it well, didn't have to take a man from New York to do that, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's where he resides now. I mean, me and Chris talked one-on-one in regards to um, – the uh the event he was putting together and really just to hear the community and the people that he was surrounded by to hear the impact all of them played on him was right. was was huge right and just as mm-hmm. a simple fact he wanted to give that back was huge which gets back into my original statement about you know your environment and the people that you host around like no one ever knows how much um, they inspire people, right? Because we don't right. walk up and say, hey, bro, look, man, I appreciate what you're doing. I like what you're doing. Like, I wasn't, a, it gets back into the information conversation. I wasn't aware of what Tyrus is doing, but now that I know that, it's like, oh, bro, I'm there for you. Let me know. This, the podcast you guys got going on. Okay, yeah, man, I'm there for you. Let me know. So it gets back. There is, if you, there is so much dominance and division, right? And that's what people want to do. They want to divide us, which, I, I heard um, uh, um, talking about like the money. Look at all the different tax brackets now. At one point in time, there was just maybe five, but now you right. just don't have 
lower middle class, middle class, upper class. Now it's upper middle, upper, upper class. Like they divide us throughout so many different avenues. However, we're at a day and time now where that's why we're divided. You're divided not based upon your education or color. Your base is, is based upon your money, right? So now if I can figure out a way to divide you and say, you know, he's like that or they're like that or this like this, then I, I, I have the ability to do that. But in essence, we all want the same thing. And that's what our whole conversation has been about today. Information. And not only do you want the information, you want to know what options are available to you. You know, we had the conversation about the guidance counselor. Yes, the guidance counselor is supposed to help you. But yes, we're supposed to ask the right, right questions. But at the same point in time, if we ask those questions, you need to give me all my resources, all my lanes, all my avenues. And to touch back what Chris said about being a plumber and things of that nature. A lot of times, Chris, those jobs are not promoted. And the reason they're not promoted and the reason they're not spoke about is because guess what? You're going to become a plumber. You're going to become a contractor. But sooner or later, you're going to realize, oh, I know what I'm doing. Now you're going to become independent. Once you become independent, now you've created financial freedom. And now that creates a whole another problem, right? Because now you can go out here and you can go on your own and you can make, you know, you don't have to be a millionaire, but if you're making, you know, $400,000 on a business, that's huge. But now what it does is it takes you out of that, out of that equation. And now you're starting to educate other people, start to take them out of that equation. There's billions, there's trillions of dollars in poverty. And that's the thing that people have to realize the information's out there. With, and I tell my sons all the time, there's too much information on the internet for anybody to not know what's going on. So if, yeah. if you want to know, yeah. you got to look it up. You got to figure out, you got to ask a question, but it's great to hear all you brothers and everybody, all you Kings putting this stuff together, because this is the type of things that's needed. And it's huge because it lets me know from where I stand that I wasn't the only one that felt that way about the area. Right. Because everybody that's speaking on these things that were missed come from the same area. So that's the common denominator. Yeah. But but why do we have to put a specific job title on certain ethics? You know what I'm saying? Like when we were, well, I, don't, school, I, don't, like I don't think it's plumbers and construction people. It wasn't really for minorities at the time. I don't, I don't think, you know, I think, I think we're past that now though. I think we, we're not even we, into, we, we are not even we're, we're very educated. You know, we can do yeah. anything that we put our mind to, whether it's yeah. laying brick. Or, but I think the division now comes with the money aspect of it. Like right. before, before when we grew up, like our parents' parents, yeah, we could say, okay, they didn't know this information was held from them, right? But now I think we're in a lane where now, like Tyra stated, we have these different platforms, we have these different avenues. Mm-hmm. Now we have to maximize it to its exactly. ability, you know, and, and educate everybody. But I get what you're saying, where you're basically saying, Okay, information was not given, so it was a slow start, right? Where other people were able to to get out ahead of that. But now I feel like everybody has access to the same information. Everybody's drawn together, right? And at the end of the day, if you're from Winchester, you was either on one, two sides, right? You was either over there where the money was or you were on the other side where the money wasn't, right? That's why the train tracks divided us, right? Right. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that that's like those are little symbols and those are little things that, you know, as a kid, you think, why are these train tracks right here in the middle of the city? Right. And then once you start to get right. older, you start to, to, to learn information, things. Oh, that's why that was used basically as a, as a divvy line. But 
we're all educated now. We we can we can change things. If not for us, we can change it for our kids as kids as kids. And we just got to make sure we do that. And that's with any race, color, creed, um, gender, whole nine. You know, yeah. like so you're, you're you're right about doing it for the youth, but like, how do we bring everybody together? You know, when you still have people from old modern days that are still here. You know. That's the difficulty of coming together as a whole. Well, that I mean, that's not just a community, like just say like our community. Um, one of the things on the board we talked about is like there was a lot of nonprofits that were in there, but we're all doing something, but we're mm -hmm. all small voices. But right. if we come together and help, like the the uh, one young lady was talking about like, hey, I specialize in writing grants and different things like that. So most nonprofits just struggle with getting, you know, money, but there's grants out there and different things like that. And so it's about coming together to have bigger voices, but you gotta, we gotta have the voice that makes positive impact, mm -hmm. not negative impact, right? Right. And so th that that's where it comes down for me. But so but the it. coming together, like it should start from the people that are successful. You know, like I think I brought it up on one of our episodes about like Chick-fil-A. I went into Chick-fil-A one time, man. And I just waited on my food and I looked around and I counted the minorities that were working on that shift. And it was two and they were Hispanic and they were in the back cooking. Why aren't minorities getting more opportunities? That's the problem I have with this. How can we come together when we're not getting that opportunity? You go fill out an application, Javon, and they say you're overqualified. How am I overqualified? Like well, they I've, come up with bullshit Wayne, I've reasons. I've heard that. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> multiple but, times but filling out an it, application. But you probably came off to them in the interview session or somewhere along the lines, which made them say that. But why why, why do they need to say those things? That you're overqualified? If you're overqualified, that, that means you're the guy for the fucking job. I mean, I, like, I've you know what's going that. on. Excuse my language, but, but like, it frustrates people, man, because they're trying to come up, but you're not giving them a chance to come up. Yeah, I think that's a... Yeah, I think that's a whole nother... Not all businesses. Yeah, no, I just think that's a whole nother episode yeah. in that, because, like, there's... The, I mean... I've done a lot of interviewing people in my time um, through through my career. And so, like, sometimes people, especially young people today, just young people in general today, um, the communication factor has gone away a little bit. So, I mean, I can uh, we can speak about that another time. But, like, most kids today do what? They text, they Snapchat, they, so then when they try to get in an interview, they really don't know how to express themselves. Yeah, so it, that's just another. It, they can't uh, even fill the application uh, out right yeah, without I, using yeah. that text word. That's, that's what yeah. I wanted to hit on real quick before we move on is, you know, you talk about all this, what we're going to do for the kids or you guys, I mean, we'll all get involved, but like, what's the pro? Cause what, what did Andy, what did Andy start at Hanley? It was Andy called, it's opportunities Oppor yeah the opportunity uh, opportunity ah, scholars scholars is what so that's more what trades and all that right mm -hmm. that they so, so yeah that's so he's know, given uh, impact he's given so impact. that's another positive thing and so but also we uh, need to get behind that too yeah we need like, to get behind the that. thing is is uh in the beginning and i don't know if it's now and i i spoke with andy last night and i i should have asked him why i was on there 
is like they were struggling to get families to get on board with and getting see, help. That's, that's the problem, right? What, they need volunteers but, and all that. But whatever you happened, know, it wasn't a volunteer or, part that was struggling. It was th- them getting the uh, families in place to to get them the help that they need. Okay, gotcha. But yeah. what about the two words in the workplace? Equal opportunity, right? So we have consolidated electric, right? Mm-hmm. That's owned by a Caucasian that supports Trump to the fullest. They don't have one black employee. Yeah, so I I, I get what Why? you're saying. Like, well, I'm are saying, you trying to say we're not qualified to be an electrician? We don't have the knowledge to be that. That's almost going back no, to y'all with the plumbing and construction. No, and I think give us a chance. I think that's where it comes back to. I think where it comes back to another. Um, like I said, all businesses is not I, like this. No, I know but you have a lot that are like that. What I'm getting at is like. I think it's another topic to be discussed, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think if we can start with the financial literacy and different things like that, we may give the young man or young woman that are minority the opportunity to become the electrician owner. Right. Mm-hmm. And, so, and those hey. kind of job titles can bring you extra money, Yeah, you know, but who's giving us the opportunity Yeah, because they look at us like, oh, he don't know nothing about wiring. Or he don't know how to build a foundation all the way up to the roof. Like, come on, man. That's why I took construction classes and stuff like that. It just wasn't for me. I had the knowledge from my parents, you know, because I've seen stuff like this done when I was a kid, you know. So, like, I always had the knowledge, but you got to have the guidance through well, school to for right. them to tell you what you need Wait, to know, right? We got to move on, bro. I know it's we a deep topic on. though, but I did it is teaching passionate. to the students. So Tyrus, again, you got anything else to say about your uh nah, new man. board? Nah, anything uh, we're, before we're, we move on nah, bonds over we're, here. We're here. working. Uh, like I said, we just had one meeting so far, so there's not much to uh, so really you guys are just got your talk toe, about big just, toe in right now. Yeah, we're gonna try to build a foundation and go from there. Before you move on but to come together, hey, we gotta help each other out, man. Yeah. In all well, fields. I mean, the kids got to get the kids involved and everything. I mean, it's a great thing you guys are doing. And, you know, we got to get involved ourselves and get these kids involved. And the financial aspect was a great point, I feel, because kids, I'll just say my mom taught me at a very young age, bank account, er, open the bank account. When I got my paper route, first thing, you know, so kids have to learn that finances. That, so that was a great point to bring up. Yeah, man. I'm I'm not I, I didn't I learn. Be, I didn't learn any irritated. of that. I didn't learn any of that. But, it's, but it, it don't well, matter. Well, yeah, what like no, no. Nah, nah, listen, I didn't learn any of that. But we all played sports. But I didn't do travel sports. Uh-huh. So I want to hear something about that. I nah, know that's what we're going on right now. Because so. maybe you went to school. There wasn't got, travel sports like Ty- that, bro. We got Tyrus. <laughs> we got Tyrus involved with that. So he'll sit back and not say a word. And Javon. But what what we're going to talk about is what I want to talk about is travel sports how it's affected Wayne will get all hot and heated on this because he thinks he knows no. everything about every little sport but Javon he does uh he's a part of travel football uh AYF American Youth Football his Fredericksburg Jack is ranked number one in the country I guess probably right Javon typically we're number we're, num- we're number four but we're working towards it <laughs> on, on who on whose poll because there's about there's a couple different <laughs> polls, but yeah, right now we're number we're number um four in the nation and um number yeah. two in the region. 
Um, so, so we're, we're doing a lot of great things, but before we jump into that, um, Taz, I just wanted to tell you, bro, I appreciate you. Um, definitely reached out, you know, and let's have a conversation offline because I think, um, I have some, some, some moving pieces that could definitely, um, help out in regards to what you guys' vision is and what you guys are, are trying to do, um, going forward. And hopefully we can get, uh, these people in front of you and we can start to make, you know, some, some, some progress going forward. All right. Yeah. But, I, I definitely reach out. All right. Yeah, sounds sure. good. So, go. so, um, yeah, so I'm involved in youth sports. Um, this is a great conversation. Um, I wasn't really, uh, I didn't know we were going to touch on so many aspects of the reason why I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. So the reason I was coaching is it gets back into the same conversation. Um, information purposes um i think it's huge because chris put together an event who had a, a, a plethora of um who we would call playground legends that should have could have and, and and probably would have done well whether it'd been d1 d2 d3 sports but these guys weren't given the information to 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 get that done um so what i'm doing is just really trying to teach the kids to use this as a vehicle to get to the next, get to the next goal, the next step in their life to make them productive citizens. Um, I think like Tyra said, you, you can hear back through that conversation, you know, being how, how his, his professor, you know, played an impact on him, how, you know, it was, he was through him and through different other hit. It was through him and through his messages and through his learning and through his ideas that helped, push him into different avenues. And that's what I'm trying to get the kids to understand. I feel like in just, I'm a basis off of just the area we grew up in. We had a lot of people that weren't able to make a name for themselves because we didn't have travel sports, right? We didn't have the AYFs. We didn't have the AAUs in that area, in that environment. And if we did, it was never really promoted, right? A lot of our stuff was, you know, um, the armory, right? So you you could be a beast local, right? But once you went out, and I was I was I was um, fortunate enough to go to some of these camps that were out of state, right? My parents and my cousins and my family members put me in, on them platforms to go out there, and I started facing competition that was on a national level, and then it made me realize, oh, out here, I'm I, I can get it done. I'm a baller. But when you walk in that <laughs> arena and there's and there's fifteen hundred kids in there, and now he's from Jersey, and he's from Philadelphia, he's from California, like and the way they play basketball is different, right? So yeah. like Wayne, you you know you was a baller, you know you was one of the first people I seen that would run off the screen, catch and shoot, right? So right. once you start dealing with once you start dealing with a kid that he's taught that how to run off a screen, how to rub the screen, how to make moves. I had a kid that was looked like a surfer, man, from California. I went out there. He gave me 35 points. And it was just all off of catching, triple threat, jab stepping, mm-hmm. these different types of things that they were taught at all these different camps or all going against better competition where, I mean, I think we all can agree. We could talk about who was locally dominant, but outside the state of Virginia, we really ain't know too many people. Yeah, and that and that's why I'm coaching you sports because I want them to understand that yo, you could be the big dog locally, but there's somebody out there that you don't know his name, you don't know his age, you don't know his size, but he's working just as hard as you are. 
And one day, y'all going to meet. And then it's about who been putting in the prep, who been grinding, who been putting in the effort. And 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 that's one of the reasons, as as well as using it as a platform to get free education. Yeah, so, that's that's why I love and have you on here because you know I noticed, of course, you got me into the travel football scene, and you know you and Anthony Poole, shout out to him. You guys do an amazing job with that team. I know it looks like you guys get them. You're involved with their school and everything. It looks, you know. You, their teachers and all kinds of stuff. It's not just about, you know, football. And also, like you say, the competitive aspect is I'll never go back to park and rec after. Like you say, it's just I tell parents, like, you know, you want your kid to be the best or, you know, see competition. It's just about competition. Like you say, I've had my sons go Delaware, North Carolina, Florida, you know, all over the place. You know, it opened their eyes. Tyrus knows this. Wayne knows this. And yeah, you might be that local dog here, but go play, go see these kids. Well, the elsewhere, and like my dad always said, there's there's somebody out there working harder than you. Always, every every day. So you got to put in the work, and that's what's great about travel sports. But my whole thing is too, you know. And then some people, oh, you don't you don't need to. No, you you got to. It's it's a whole different level because you. The great thing about like Javon, you just see every competition across the country, right? And not just in your backyard. But but I'm pretty sure Javon can agree with me on this and Chris a little bit. But you know, I came from an area where you know sports was everything. It was to get you your ticket into college and do better and make your mm-hmm. family live better. You know, so like I went back and forth, Alexander, D.C., Virginia here. And I was fortunate to play against great competition everywhere. Mm-hmm. But everybody doesn't have that access to get away from here to go to camps. They might not have the money or they might have not the transportation to get into these other tournaments. So what are they stuck doing? Playing the same old competition in their city. Well, you know? well, and so that's if you that's... weren't fortunate to get away. You was never going to get better, you know, well, unless you just put work in go ahead Javon go ahead Javon. well and, and that's and that's that's the thing right so that gets back you never to, went to no basketball camps go ahead right no camps, but ever. that's not that's to be completely honest with you bro that's not your fault right because it's, it's not, your talent because your talent your talent shine through and through so one of the great things I love about the organization that I'm with you know we don't go after just the top dogs we're going to coach up the kids right some of our kids right have the means and have the funds to do it. Some of the kids don't, but it still gets into a coaching aspect where that coach has to take you up underneath his wing and say, Hey man, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, there's this camp going on. It's, it's, it's a year from now, you know, maybe you can get a paper route or maybe you can get a sponsor. Like we do calendars. We got people, there's people that will actually sponsor and pay for a child to, 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 to perform and, and be in, in, in different things. Right. But what I'm saying is you have to have the information. So you have to have that coach that's going to want to see you do well, right? To me, there was a lot of information that was out there, which goes back to our point again, that people were just never privy to. And that's the thing. Yeah, you did a great job playing locally. You played some great local talent. But, you know, somebody should have put together a AAU team or a or, or or some type of travel team to take us out of state to so we could get better 
but it was always kind of like if it was just never done. Why it was never done, I, I really don't know. The huge, the, I, I the biggest it event was done because of what end of town it was on, man. That's my well, my my opinion. Like you just said, you had parents that would get out there and pay for certain kids, but they were only paying for that kid because he was the greatest kid, and they wanted to win games. Yeah, did you see, really do it that, from the bottom of your heart? Nah, and see, I took a note off my dad. So, like, I don't know if y'all guys remember, but you know, remember we used to have the tri-state, right? right. The big event in right. door. My dad right. wasn't a bas. My dad wasn't a basketball coach. He knew the game. You know what I'm saying? That was his first time ever sitting in that seat. And I, I appreciate him because now that I'm a coach, I realize how hard and how daunting it could be, but he did it just off the strength of me, right? And he helped right. me and my friends put together a team to play, you know, these kids from other places. Like, my dad put the, my dad got a bus when we was going to national and states and made parents ride together up and down these different places for states and things of these natures. So you have people in the community that are willing to do these things. However, they can't do it by themselves, which gets back to the conversation we had originally about helping each other, right? To me, right. there's no reason why some local coaches and some of the parents can't get together and say, hey, man, we got a great team. You right. know what we should do? Maybe we should take these kids on the road and, and let them play, right? Build chemistry, like, right? It's the, it's the chemistry. So so to me, that's the greatest part about youth sports. And it's about helping all the kids. I tell my kids all the time, I don't care if you go to D1, D2, D3. If you get a free education, it's allowing you to provide for your family and introduce you to other people that's going to have more information that's going to help you succeed in life. And all I ask is when you get to that level, you do just like what we're doing. Give back to the community. Because that's going to change lives. And you're talking about changing. Like I get, we got 30 players. So right now I'm able to help impact and change 30 lives. And then there's compound interest, getting back to Tyrus's statement, right? So those 30 players help 30 more players to help 30 more players. Now we're starting to change the world. Yep. Yep. And I want to add on to that. Cause like, I want to shout out Chris for putting our tri-state team together. Cause that guy actually gave me an opportunity. And, you know, I got an offer and I, I, I screwed my offer up. You know what I'm saying? But it took my best friend out of high school to give me a shot to get into college, man, instead of my coaches or my teachers. You know what I'm saying? And then he reached out and went and grabbed Frankie Page as our coach. And Frankie had ties to the school that gave me an offer. Why did it take that just for me to get in college? I made first team all tri-state, but I didn't start in high school. And I'm playing against none but D1 talent that's going to like GW and other schools, full rise, man. But I didn't get to play at high school. It's just like, come on, man. Do we want to help each other? So that for me, that, 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 there's, that, that there's a reason. I'm not for you frustrated. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed because you that, don't want to help that someone. Life, that, 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 that life lesson that you got, you could tell yeah. that to a kid. That's going to change his life. So I do. You know, I do all the time. All the time, Javon. I do, man. So for it's me, a life lesson learned for me, but it's a bit of knowledge that I can pass on. All right. So this is the last thing I say because I, I have to go. Yeah, we gotta um, wrap this thing up. <laughs> nah, but for me, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Like when it comes if we're talking about youth sports, I think it's what Javon talks about. Like 
with youth sports, you have to give kids the avenue of the D1s, the D2s, the D3s, but you have to also instill in them competition and life because this is what people don't understand. I think one of the blessings when it came to sports and different things like that, when you're going for an interview and you're going for a job or you're going for a promotion, what are you actually doing? You're competing against the next person Exactly. For the job. I was, I was just yep. going to say, right? it's not so just about like, sports, it's about life. You know what I mean? Like, Jamal said the best. You got, you got to, like, platform. you got to pour, you got to pour life into them, right? Pour life. And so uh, that's, that's, that's what I have. And I, I think, uh, like Javon said, like compounding it. I, I can, I can tell y'all, I, I guess the biggest reason I got into, um, this was uh, Floyd, Colts, and Isaac. Mm-hmm. They were at caretakers. They were became our coaches, mm-hmm. right? And two of us, two of us, two was on that team. L.A. Anderson and myself. We both have organizations, so they poured something into us, mm-hmm. and now we are both giving back. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. It's about giving back. Yep. So, like. That's where it has to do. Let them let people pour into the kids and then they'll pour back into us. Yeah. Right. That's what I got, fellas. And I'm out. And I like to add on to Javon's thing, man. Like this athlete in sports, it's a platform, man, because the word that comes before an athlete is scholar. You know, be a student first and then and then be an athlete. Because everybody's not going to make it in sports. So you got to have a backup plan. Yeah. And that's what the platform is about, man. Get your education. Educate yourself. And people that are around you or that is involved in your life needs to help out. Yep. I mean, the whole, like, Tyrus the makes, youth is the future, right? Well, yeah. So let's help yeah. them out. It, that, that's the whole thing with travel sports is you want to help, like, Tyrus makes a good point. Everybody should be in it for the right reasons. And you know, and a lot of people, unfortunately, and Javon, I sure can vouch for this, is a lot of people were in it for the wrong reasons. You know, <laughs> egos, yeah, yeah. Way and it, you know, like coaches, they're in, they're in it for themselves, and you know, a lot of us call them trophy chasers, and it, you know, it's just egos getting away, parents getting away of their kids. You know, they're out there, and and that's the set. You know, the negative side. Of it's been travel sports because we know travel sports is big. I mean, damn, ESPN and all have had what 30 for 30 and stuff on this about kids. And it, and if you have horrible coaches and stuff, you know, it can ruin kids, you know, make it fun for them, even though it's still competitive, it's at the high level. You're taking kids, you know, still make it fun in the end make because i've seen kids way can attest it. I've seen kids in the short amount of time, if I did travel football mm-hmm. for a year and it's re- or two and that's why i got out i've seen kids ruin they lost the love of the sport because of bad coaching and these kids were great players right and and that's sad so that's the downfall but the people ones who do it right like javon you know exactly. Jack, like rise he's, and stars so he's a coach slash role model yeah it's it's the right reasons exactly but it, it's those ones he's turning boys into men tony mm-hmm so yeah, yeah, and the and the other part of that too is sometimes, man, I think the internet is is the biggest 
Oh, Lord. You football program, the biggest. Yes. You know, that's a different segue because I got to, <laughs> I got to go as well, right? That's yeah, a we, we all do, but, man. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But but I would love to come on and talk about that because at the end of the day, you know, you keep your stats on your kids, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, focus on his technique, and and focus on you know yeah. the type of dog he's playing. If he if he has 200 yards against a team that's not as good, what's he what's he going to do against a team that's good? If he doesn't know the odds and the evenings. Or the holes, what's gonna happen? Javon, but I, I say that stuff. I tell that to my kids. They're like, man, he's a dog. I'm like, well, but who'd he play? Exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. does he it, just the little details, like does he lower his shoulder when he runs? Yeah, and this like and it's all yeah, technique. That, you know, football is a game of inches, man, and a game of angles. So yeah. one one fingertip, one step, one false step. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's the difference between a touchdown and not. Yeah, but but gentlemen, I hate to run, but definitely let's 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 rekindle and bring me back on, and let's talk about a lot of different things. I really enjoyed the show. Um, it's great to hear what you guys got going on, everybody's viewpoints, everyone's vision, and um, hey, I'm I'm definitely ready to work. Let me know. Hey, man, no doubt we'll get you on for anything you want to talk about, bro. Any, yeah. Anytime, we appreciate it. Yeah, man, you're welcome anytime, Javon. It's good to hear from you, brother. I'm sorry, Chris. No, I was just saying it's good to have him and Tyrus on, man. Appreciate listening to him. And, you yep. know, that's what it's about. Like I said, it's about all of us coming together, man. It, it's going to take, like they say, it takes a village. And we can't do it alone, none of us. And people are afraid to ask for help, but they let their egos get in the way. That is going to hinder us. But we got to work together. Sounds yes, good. Sir. Sounds good. Hey, right. Shaq Kings, I'll get with y'all on the flip, man. Take care. All right. Stay safe, Javon. Bro. Well, all right, fellas. Uh, well, that, that was pretty good. Pretty good show. And uh in closing, guys, we're gonna I'm gonna give a couple shout outs. And if anybody else has any, um Coach Harold had a birthday, Zach of uh Hanley High School basketball. David Ellis has a birthday, and uh Carrie and Liz Dyke the other day had a birthday. So happy birthday to those four. What? All right, yeah, what? <laughs> what? And then so Zeb, you got anything in closing? All right. So that's that's really all we got, folks. Hey, that that was great. Loved having them on talking travel sports and what Tyrus was bringing to the community. So everybody, we're gonna get out of here this week, and we'll see everybody next week. So until then, you uh, everybody have a blessed day. Be positive. All right. Later.